Hello, and welcome to another episode of Reframe Your Brain. Starting with episode 11, Danielle Kent and I are doing something different. Each week, we'll be sharing conversations with a variety of people talking about what they're reframing in this challenging and pivotal time of COVID-19. If you want to share a story about something that you're reframing, reach out to us on Instagram at Reframe Your Brain. Sondra Carillo teaches first and second grade in a tiny rural school in central Vermont. In this episode, she shares about some of the challenges and wonderful surprises that she's observed while transitioning to online teaching for her young learners. Sandra, if you want to just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about who you are, where you live, what you do, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Um, <laughs> I, well... Who am I? Sandra. Who are you? Your name's Sandra. Sandra Carrillo. I teach in a rural school in Vermont. And uh, I teach first and second grade. And uh, I'm living for now in Montpelier, but soon I'm going to be back home. Mm -hmm. Home is in Roxbury. Mm -hmm. And what else? Oh, Ask me so questions. I will. I Yes. So we were talking before I turned on the recording about how just in the last couple of weeks you had to like change everything about how you're teaching and um, move to like an online platform and think about ways of teaching your kids differently than you were anticipating. So we were talking a little bit about some of the challenges around that and I was wondering like how you see that working what do you think will be really successful like what surprised you so far you know you mentioned that the kids are really they figure things out oh yeah that I you know sometimes we underestimate the kids so the technology yeah um it's um all new for all of us for me I'm learning with them <laughs> I'm learning as I go um, setting up uh, Google Google Hangout Meet. No, mm -hmm. Google Hangout, Hangout Meet. Mm -hmm. or Hangout Meet. I don't know. I used, to <laughs> use, I used to use Google Hangout for other things, personal in my personal email, but then now I ended up using it for school. So as <laughs> I learning myself how to set, and I'm still having a hard time sometimes sending, I send the invitations today parents emails and I have parents that one is at home one day the other one is uh, you know they alternate so I have like 20 emails to really think about then two parents got their children their old gmail own gmail accounts <laughs> so I have to have so many things so I, as I'm learning with them they actually have caught up rather quickly um and as I was telling you before, uh, you know, the protocols that we have to follow and they've been pretty good about that one, wanted me to see, see his, his sister who I taught many years ago and I had to tell him, you know, right now I'm calling you and because, and, you know, we're not going to go around the house showing his house and his family members and stuff. And I say, if she ever wants to come and say hi, it's fine, but we're going to focus on you and me and the other kids. Right. So... And I love the fact that, that they got the thing of uh, muting. They have to mute the microphone so I can hear the other one. So they can I think hear that's me. great. I think that's great because I love that. I've been in so many meetings on Zoom or GoToMeeting or Google Hangout where people, adults, don't understand that. And I think it's so funny that the kids are like, oh, yeah, that's the rule. Cool. That's what we'll I do. I love it. Yeah. And I'm, so, I'm like, gosh. You know, that this one thing I'm going to miss when I have them <laughs> sitting around <laughs> because they can mute themselves. But like I, I told you before, once I, I taught them and I say, this is in, you know, if you want to send me a question or something here, if you click here, then there is the text and then you can send me a text message. And, and I knew it. I knew that once I was going to teach them that, that was going to be nonstop. <laughs> so it's been nonstop. <laughs> That's really funny too. I have a, a friend who lives right now in Istanbul and they used to live, I don't remember if you know this family or not, but they used to live in China and then in Vietnam and now they live in Istanbul. And when they switched to the online 
school situation too, um, the kids found the chat feature and similar grade level, I think first or second grade, and were chatting to themselves like when class wasn't happening. And I guess whoever in like the administration was monitoring what was going on noticed that the kids were having these conversations and sent an email to the teachers saying, hey, you might want to just take a look at what's going on. And the kids had like this entire like, like separate chat program running. <laughs> oh, I, haven't checked, I haven't checked mine. Mm. <laughs> It was pretty great. They got on when it wasn't class time and were yeah. talking to each other, which was like, okay. it was, they miss, they, yeah. miss them, they miss each other. It's they, like right now we're like on one, we're going on, going on our third week. Is it the I think third so, week? It's like of school being closed. Yeah. Okay. So right now is when they're starting to figure out that they're not going to see their friends like yeah. that. And they're not going back to school and right some parents have told me that they're like oh oh yeah oh no yeah (laughs) yeah because at the beginning I was like yeah no school (laughs) (laughs) and uh, now they're like yeah missing and kind of and and, and, you know this is part of the unschooling of this whole thing um I'm I'm not gonna you know we teach um first I teach first and second grade right First, Mm -hmm. first and second grade and I was so sad when I really found out that my second graders, I won't have them anymore with me in the classroom. Because when yeah. we come back, yeah. if we come back at that time in, on September, um, I, they're going to be in third grade. And I was like, oh, no. And um, of all, you know, I, in the tiny school where I work, we get a great class once in a while. Mm. <laughs> we get, you know, we get good classes we get so so we get hard class classes you say? yeah 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 um this one was one of like i was oh, so smooth smooth operator i was like uh-huh. yeah yeah now it's like oh no and <laughs> next year classes a very young class and now that they're not gonna be in the school it's gonna be like i'm gonna feel i was thinking the other day i'm gonna feel like i'm gonna be teaching kindergarten because yeah it, it was a t- yeah there's like mostly kindergartens right now and a couple of first graders and next year it's it's gonna be yeah 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 I I wonder about how this all will affect just like the the socialization piece of being in school especially for young kids like you had said earlier um you know distance learning online learning it works well for older kids but for younger kids like so much of their learning is about just being in school and like learning what that experience is like and building relationships and you know what does that how will that change you know I just it's there's no way to really know what that will look like for those kids no yeah and even for us teachers I mean yeah more for more than we just want to think that this is just a nightmare and we're gonna wake up and tomorrow we're gonna be like okay it's Sunday we don't really have Sundays when we're teaching but that's okay because you know from certain hour to an hour I'm mm-hmm. like at least I am prepping for Monday and the week right so um that I don't know how this whole thing is gonna be and yes it's if we think about the kids uh, and the younger ones um going back to school um, it's just going to be like if the first day of school in their lives, I think, especially mm-hmm. at that age that they're mm-hmm. so young. And yeah, and I was thinking about a couple of my, I, ha- I only have two first graders in my class and the other ones are second grader. Um, the first grade, the year that I remember my first grade and, and now it's like their memory is going to be like, oh yeah, we had some months, but then we ended right. up at home. Oh, that's yeah. funny. You remember first grade. I don't remember first grade at all. Oh, the first oh, really? year. Yeah. The first year of school I really remember is third grade. And I think part of that is because that was the year we moved to Vermont. And so yeah. there was like a big, a big thing happened, a big thing happened. And then I was in a new place. Oh, I, I remember. A, yeah. Kindergarten. I remember. Preschool. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I no. remember that. I have a couple of really isolated memories from before from school before third grade but they're not there's only like two or three it's not like I remember school so that's that's really interesting like 
I know from watching other people with young kids, like that transition from kindergarten into first grade, and for some even into kindergarten, if they haven't been like in the schools before that is so significant, you know, and like, if they've only been in like half day kindergarten or something and first grade is the real like full day, first time they're at school all day, every day that, yeah, that would be such a thing. Like, like you said, it'll be like, they're starting all over. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to happen. So, uh, you know, what's weird. I was like, what's so funny. David asked me the other day, my husband, <laughs> um, so um, I bet you are going to be resting on uh, vacation. And I'm like, vacation? What, yeah. what vacation are you talking about? April vacation. And I was right. like, what? Because <laughs> that took it all out of my mind. Because this is like education is on a standby and we don't know what we're doing. That was like right. two weeks ago. That. And um, it's, it's just so strange having all of this happening and trying to really think ahead of like right now I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna teach one thing at least to see what happens and then thinking about April vacation (laughs) (laughs) how do you how do you think that like how are you thinking differently about teaching I know earlier you said something about like you're trying to create some routine and try one thing and get them kind of set up and understanding the technology when that phase is sort of established how have you been thinking about how you might like teach them new things in a different way it's i'm (laughs) still trying to figure it out it's like yeah but then again okay so i have this idea that uh I mean, ideas are easy to have. Right. Um, then from the idea to doing <laughs> it, it's another thing. So I have um, iMotion. It's uh, an like app. a little movie, yeah. movie app kind of, yeah. Yeah. So I thought of like, it would be nice to practice and at least make something fun with that. Or have a, we were trained the other day on me video, we video, we, some sort uh-huh. of a video. I don't even remember the name. I'm so overwhelmed with all the trainings and everything. And um, and I was like, oh, that'd be fun. But then there's so much work for, the, for to, to prepare things like that. So it's really, and it's not like, um, it's, it's not like I don't want to do it. It's like, it takes, it's time consuming because I would have to be learning again, all these mm-hmm. things. And, and one thing is to like, okay, I motion, tuck, 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 the, you know, putting signs and making clay things or, or I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I've been running ideas to introduce something new and make it fun for the kids. And they're like, oh, oh, it has to be very short. It has, because the other thing is that I don't want my students to be glued to the, to a screen. Yeah. You know? which is the saddest thing is like, yeah, we have to teach, we have to do this, we have these meetings and I, I have to think as, about small groups, but, but I, I, I don't think it's good for them too young to, to be, they're too young to be, I don't even think of more than an hour a day yeah. and an hour a day is long. It's like an hour a day is long. Yeah. It's long for, for any kind of um, screen time. And I know they can get, you know, the other day, one of the moms was so happy and she said, Oh my, my daughter was like uh, an hour and something reading books on Epic. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, how do I celebrate that? Yeah, she's reading, but Oh my goodness, that's a long time to be right there. You know? So I have this thing because I am a hands-on teacher. Mm-hmm. I, you know, really want them to be doing stuff, but I don't want them to be glued to a screen. Even I am having a hard time. And I think a lot of people are having a hard yeah. time with so many hours by the computer and the phone and the whole thing. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes I don't even want to see my phone anymore because I'm done with a screen. So I was thinking about that yesterday when I was talking with someone else. Will like, all of this exposure to screens and technology actually decrease how much we want to use those things like in six months 
when maybe some of this is changing and we're starting to return to, you know, sort of quote unquote normal life, will we be so screened out that we'll finally stop using screens so much? Or will it be like such a part of our lives from such an intense period that it'll just stay that way? Like, I mean, for me personally, it's been so hard. It's not so much the screens. It's like the, the video, the, the, um, like consecutive meetings with different people where like if you oh, were having those yeah. in person, you would have time to like transition and write some things down and think and go outside for five minutes and come back in. But because it's all digital, it's all like boom, 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 boom. And yeah, last last year this was a day like that for me. It was like three yeah. three meetings, two phone calls, and then I decided to call that day all my parents, ten families. And I I had to do it because I wanted to see where they were. Yeah. And that day I was like I walked for like two hours. I went out at 3.30 like a headless chicken. <laughs> and I just went out and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, that's, what, that's the day I went to the cemetery because I didn't want to see anybody. Right, um, right. Yeah, but the, I got to tell you something. The day I really see that I taught something and I was successful at it to my students, I'll give you a call. Because I am still <laughs> doubting. I am still doubting. It's like the other day I try to, I do like number strings. I love teaching math. You know, it's like we have, I go number strings and each string is related to the other one. Then there is a twist and then they have to use the, you know, I love that. I try to do it on the, oh my God. They yeah. couldn't see the whiteboard. Um, some of them were okay, but then the other ones were like just looking at the screen. Like they weren't even really looking at me. Oh no. It was like uh, after that tiny little attempt that I did of uh, academic you know with yeah. a little goal right there next to my notes I was so deflated I, I I hung up I said goodbye to Misty and everything I hung up and then I put my head on the desk and I was like this is this is not this is not okay so and I and, I think yeah. about you because you've done so you especially have done so much like professional development around ways to to like change your teaching and develop your teaching to be like so hands-on like almost exclusively yes. hands-on and you know I the think Reg- about, yeah exactly yeah. the Reggio Emilio approach that you've studied yeah. and practiced and incorporated so well and like, so I was thinking about that so then yeah. I said okay um, I had I posted in Google Classroom an, an experiment about my um, germs Mm-hmm. and in Spanish microbios and then that's why my mind went there um <laughs> so so there was you know a tiny experiment and I'm I'm excited gave them two weeks you know uh-huh. I'm excited to see what happens but then this thing came up and and this and I said to myself well this is maybe the time to do it this way so I want them to think about a passion they have I want them to see what, what is it now that they have time? What is it one project, one, one thing that they would like to build, to make, to create, to look into? Um, and then, you know, write, write up a piece for me to just to, to share with me. And then that will be part of their independent. Hold on. It's okay. It's okay. That will be part of their independent learning. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, this is the time. Let's see how we do it. Because I was looking at the, um, but but then again, okay. Let me backtrack it. Um, I like that, and I I'm gonna play a little bit around with that because I do have a couple of students that be making things, and they're very excited about sharing them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I have like I'm very liberal in you know hands on and project based and you know mm-hmm. follow your passions and the whole thing but I do have families that are very yeah you know, yeah they want to see they want to see the child doing their math worksheets and their math thingy and their reading thingy so I have to figure out how I can I don't know how I Do can both. try that with yeah mm-hmm. and then I have other students that well, I have like what, maybe three or two that their parents are either too busy because they are working from home and stuff, mm-hmm. or they're just not 
tune into that. They just want them to sit over there and then do their work and that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have to figure out how I can um, promote that, um, plant the seed, and maybe by using, um, you know, by having the other students share their amazing projects, the other ones will get like, huh? Because in reality, maybe, maybe through the screens they can learn from each other because yeah. in the classroom that's what they that's what my goal is they also learn from each other so why not you know when they're seeing the other one bring something oh I made this and blah, 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 blah. then the other one's like oh maybe I can make something like that so I don't know yeah that's why yeah. I think my my so-called morning meetings Monday Wednesday and Friday uh it's the social time it's it's to see how they're doing and maybe give hey I put something in Google Classroom but to me that's that's the most important thing because I can see them they yeah. can see me and then they can see each other yeah I was thinking um when you were talking about how how do you feel like the like, what's your sense of how the teaching community, <laughs> I've talked with so many different people in the educational setting over the last couple of weeks, and people, for the most part, my sense is people are really just overwhelmed and really trying to figure things out, like where to start, and my mind sort of jumps ahead to, there must be groups of people already doing these things, like, before there was a global pandemic requiring it because there have been, you know, like independent charter schools in other parts of the country that have been focused on developing like programs that are, you know, like what you're describing that are very project-based to supplement the public school education. And so there must be examples of how to do those kinds of things. And I, and I wonder about that. And I wonder about what's, what teachers like, is there a way to connect teachers from different parts of the country or different parts of the world who want that kind of approach for different grade um, levels? Yeah, I, you know, I'm even though look. I, yeah, I've been, I've been looking around mm. and um, one of the things that I, it always, it's like the age group that I work with very hard. Mm-hmm. Very, I think that second grade, first grade, kindergarten, very hard to do something like we're attempting to do. It's very hard. I mean, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think is especially hard about it for that age group? I mean, just by when I have the kids come to my kidney table and I they're reading to me and I'm reading with them, or when we're doing the math menu or or going over a mini lesson in math with my target group, I have them right there. Yeah. You know, the other ones are working independently, doing what they need to do, which in more, more or less is like what I'm assuming with the uploading the documents in the Google Classroom, you know, independent work. Actually, mm-hmm. on Friday, I had a student who had not done it. It was so funny. And then he went into Google Classroom. He found out how to do it. And then I, I got a message from him. There, I finished. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he sent me the document back. It was so funny, but but I I think it's it's that age that the kids really need us right there. I I you know yes they can get an app yes there's a platform yes they can go on and 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 do math with Freckle and they love that or they love Zern, but that's mostly practice. Yeah, it's not the learning. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's going to be hard. But I was going to tell something, and I lost it when you were. Did I answer that? But I was. Yeah. I was going to hear something else. I don't remember. It was on some idea that I had, or about uh, the project-based learning, or about. Well, you were saying something about um, other like private schools. Oh yeah. So one of the things that I've um decided to look into on top of all the screen time that I get in my eyes and stuff. <laughs> I, I go, I have two accounts in, in uh, Instagram. One is my ah. personal one. And then the other one is my teacher one. That one is the public one. Mm-hmm. So my teacher one, I've been looking and I found teachers are amazing because we're on the same 
spot right now. Mm -hmm. So some things are like sharing. Like I just got this, um, what I wanted to do is I want to do read alouds, right? But it's so hard and the camera is not the best and the light's not the best. And I tried to do the other day one. It was like, Ugh. so um, there is this program in, in England and I got in for free and stuff. And it's like doing a read aloud or a guided reading lesson with the book right there in front of the screen. And I don't have to pay for anything. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, I got the screen and stuff, I do a share screen and then we, we can read to the students. The only thing about sharing the screen and doing it with the student to read is that you don't get to see the students' faces. Yeah. So when you share screen, you're seeing the screen, right? Right. And then I'm doing what I have to do, they're seeing the screen, but I'm not seeing the students. Yeah. So, so there's I like that disconnect. I mean, if there's a way, I haven't figured it out. But I, I, I'm, I'm, from so I got... Yeah, from what I've seen, I haven't done the screen share. Um, oh, yeah, screen share. With, screen share. <laughs> oh, yeah, either way, sure. I haven't, I have done that on my laptop for like sharing my screen for a document where it will just show like the entire document. And yeah, I think you're right in those settings. You can't see them unless you go back to the other. You have mm -hmm. to go back and forth to the other um, Google Meet site, and then. But it's yeah. it. So I was doing that, and then I I think when I hung up, one of the students already I don't know where he was, and <laughs> and that's hard. It's hard, especially with students that have attention yeah. um, issues and stuff. So when when you say that, yeah, looking into other people that have been developing things, I I go a lot into the. Um, um, Instagram accounts for teachers yeah. and they're sharing a lot they're you know that's how I found out Oxford owl whatever books um, you can have them for um, free to show to the children so that's how I right now right now yeah. more than anything that's what I'm doing <laughs> and um, there's like a training coming up of two things one is Lexia I've never been into that one and mm -hmm. then I using freckle as a platform mm -hmm. so I'm actually I'm dreading a little bit that because I'm that kind of a person who needs time of exposure and practice and everything to do right. things. Yeah. And, and uh, the technology is not like my passion to be teaching through. And right. So it's not going to be easy for me. How do you, how do you like keep yourself sort of encouraged even while that's like not something you get a lot of joy from teaching through technology. Well, the, the children. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, and whatever is happening right now, I'm not sick and, mm -hmm. and I didn't lose my job. Right. Because mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people are going through. But um, even like, okay, I'm a teacher, I'm hired in the district, this is my responsibility, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's more, much more than that. It's, it's, it's the children. It's, yeah. it's, that's what keeps me going. It's like um, I can't abandon them now more than ever. And, mm. and I need to do whatever it takes to, to, to be with them and continue in some way some sort of education yeah yeah role. how how are you like in in doing all of that how are you also like taking time for yourself and keeping yourself healthy you know like not just oh, you know not getting sick yeah. kind of healthy but like yeah that's such a toll that that like emotional experience of like I have to be doing this and it's so hard and how's it going to work and knowing. Well, you know, mm. At the beginning, after the shock and the whole thing, then you, you gotta like really, how can I explain that? I have found out that I, I can't let myself down. Like I can't get depressed. Mm -hmm. I can't, I was, kind of feeling blue the other day and I needed to, I went out for a walk, but what I'm doing is I'm taking care of myself and I'm getting up at the same time that I would get up at 5 a.m. 
if I were going to school. <laughs> mm -hmm. But before I used to complain that the half hour of drive, before it was five minutes, then this year is like a half hour. Uh -huh. It's like an hour of the day that I do, you know, taking my commuting back and forth from school and home. And, and that uh, half an hour is what I used to do my exercises before. So right now it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to drive. So I'm going to get up early just the same. And I'm exercising in the morning nice. and I'm exercising. Um, I go out for a walk after like 2.30 comes, actually three. But 2.30 comes and I have my alarm set. <laughs> nice. I have my alarm set really to 2.30. It's like, okay, the day is almost over of this struggle to be in front of this screen and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I go out, I get out, I get out. And, um, but, but, but the other thing is that I've been sewing more. Like I decided to make those masks and mm -hmm. I give them. I was going to give, I, I don't, I'm not good at sewing. I just do whatever, but uh -huh. um, I decided to give friends and families those masks so they wouldn't spend on the ones that doctors need. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm making right now, which is good. And I learned how to, fix my sewing machine before I didn't even have an idea. Now I have the time to think, oh, I'm going to fix it this way. So I watch all these more videos, YouTube videos. <laughs> um, so I'm doing that, but I'm also reading. Not <laughs> educational <Yeah>. books. <laughs> I'm actually reading, which is really, not, I'm not even watching that much Netflix. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. really funny. It's like before I thought I was going to be glued to uh, Netflix, but I'm not. I'm actually reading a book about um d-day girls it's a um it's his history is historical mm -hmm. um and it's about women that paved the way for d-day to be successful mm -hmm. so i don't know why i chose that book but <laughs> i don't know maybe because it would give me uh -huh. uh, that life has been hard for people on and off in this world so yeah i'm reading about women empowered oh. Yeah, that, that no I, one talks about them. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's if you think about like who, who are who are like ninety, probably more than ninety percent of all the teachers that you work with. You know, like who are like the majority of nurses? Who are like they're all women, um, and there are men in both of those professions. But I think it, you know, statistically skews super heavily in the direction of women um i do know that there was i'm sorry to interrupt but it's no. like there was this group of women in russia that were fly a uh, airplane um, mm -hmm. say, they had to fly and their planes were so light it was like they risked their lives so much these Russian women that had to wear men's boots and, and uniforms because there was nothing made for women that back then. Right. And they were so successful. It's like more than ever now that, you know, this is happening. It's like, I need to read and, and, and find out about the past and how powerful humanity in reality, but I'm into like the women thing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I think that's a great book to read right now. Like the something that reminds you of the strengths that people have when they collaborate, but also like under pressure, what that does, how that changes, how that changes people's, you know, perception of their own abilities. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read. <laughs> you haven't? Well, well, what did you say, Sandra? That no, I, how, I wonder how, I mean, it'd be very hard to see if people don't change after this. Yeah. What do you see changing? What do you well, hope? Well, people, it's so, well, you know, even within my family, we have a chat in WhatsApp and cousins, you know, we're all in our 40s, 50s, and 60s. And um, we were talking and everything. And then one cousin brought up like, oh, there, you can see fish now in um, Venezia. Oh, in Venezia. Yeah, now, you know, all these have brought up and and I'm coming from my own thing that uh the environment the environment has been damaged for so many things and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is why one of the ways that why I eat plant based and the whole thing and 
uh, we really need to pay attention to what we're doing to the environment and and then she just answered like well you know we gotta respect people's wishes to do and eat and do whatever they want to and I wasn't going there but I was going like you know I hope this really teaches us something to mm. move on and to 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 do better yeah to I, do better I wonder about that and like this opportunity to I mean I I don't know with like the age group that you teach but I wonder about the age group uh, older kids and like is that is that happening as part of the conversation about like why they're learning from home like this idea of how people did are are or aren't taking care of each other and like not just you know the people we know but the people we don't know and that idea of like a global community yeah my age group is like kind of tough but i from the very beginning i've always talked to my children about how we need to take care of the environment how we need mm -hmm. to not use water like you know if mm -hmm. the, how we um with paper and you know i'm always trying they it's funny because when they leave the faucet open when they wash their hands in the morning mm -hmm. uh with the the water of the future <laughs> so now the children go around and say hey the water of the future the water of the future it's like being with <laughs> so they use my expressions with you know it's, it's, i think it's funny and and yeah. i try always and when they ask me why are you vegan and i always say because and try to explain it the best way not to indoctrinate nothing no mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. no you know why do it for my health blah 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 and and, and i i like that they're curious right mm -hmm. and they but i was thinking about them my class how how do they feel about this how and I don't know how to ask them because because when you have hangouts, it's not that private. Yeah. And and how can um and I know that we were given a couple of readings to do on how to um if the children ask or anything, but I I haven't found I haven't found the time, and I haven't found the right moment, or I haven't even gotten to the point right now of mm. sitting with them and talking about what's going on. Because they're, it's I don't know. It's they're too young, and maybe their families have their, maybe they don't want them to know that much. I don't know. Yeah, that's this, a really this, interesting point, though. That like when the kids are at school, you know, there's like a when big things happen, school sort of decides either as a grade level or as like a whole school. Like this is how we're going to talk about. This is the language we're going to use to talk about this big thing that's happening, and because they're not at like a different physical location there is a sort of that i that that does feel different you know like it, and and you know we did talk before that when it was happening at the beginning about germs and why we have to wash our hands and how we can keep healthy and and when things were getting bigger and bigger and bigger in china and stuff we talked a little bit about that and then we were sent like this comics kind of like thing about uh corona mm -hmm. so i i you know they they know that but what is but well, one thing is to know well we're here at home this is what's happening we can get very sick or my grandpappy can get very sick or whatever but it's like how we're we gonna how we're we gonna come out of this and how do we want to um how are we gonna guide how are we gonna guide our students to to continue the changes in a positive way yeah, yeah. When you figure that out, will you call me for that too? I'll call you for that too. <laughs> okay. These are, I mean, it, it is interesting talking with people who like work in different fields. And like yesterday, I talked with someone who's an audiologist. And the day before that, I talked with someone who's a massage therapist. And so it's been really interesting to like that, to hear that question essentially. But show up in different like different types of relationships so it's like you and your students and how are we going to help them like sort of process all of what has happened and incorporate like new ideas and new thoughts and make 
some changes or maybe like leave some things in the past. And then talking with um, someone who's an audiologist, this whole idea of like connecting with patients and being able to give them a certain kind of level of care, even in the midst of a lot of, you know, like asking older people with hearing loss to use teletherapy as their primary form of patient doctor communication is challenging. Even, even if no, even when people aren't worried about being sick and you just, all these different relationships that you think about, it's the same kind of ideas. Like how are we going to, what is our relationship going to look like when this is over and how do we want it to look, you know? And that idea of like, we can, we can, maybe we can shape that in some way and like how much intention are we really creating around what we want that to look like and I, I tend to think that we in general are learning and changing and making it for the better yeah but it scares me that there are people still in denial yeah. and and that's that's like we can't do anything about that and mm. we're just trying to take care of ourselves and our near, you know, our loved ones. And mm. yeah, mm. I am that I have lately. It's like, I feel like I've lost my children. Like, I'm, um, like you're looking for them. I see. I saw you look over your shoulder as you said that you're like, I've lost my children. Where are they? Like, <laughs> it's a really weird feeling because little children have been so much part of my life for almost 30 years mm. and that is hard right now yeah it's like, i am a teacher you know i took a sabbatical once remember and i, was I like, do remember oh my god i i had to i was burnt out and you know the, that relationship with that principal but it was really hard and but that year i realized that oh my god i am a teacher this is who <laughs> i am my they, I need to have little children, my audience. <laughs> and, and I, you know, it was good that I took it off. And then I went back and I had so much force and love and everything. And I still do. But it's, it's um, right now, it's like I'm at a loss. Yeah. Yeah. I can see, like, I can hear. I know what you normally sound and look like. And I can see it and hear it. You know, it's like holding my tears back. Oh, <laughs> Well, you said earlier before we started recording, there's a sense of grieving, like when you realized you weren't going to go back to your classroom and you weren't going to have like your space, you know, like the, you weren't going to be able to create this like fabulous container and that environment for learning and where, yeah. you know, the plants and, you know, when you walk into my classroom, there's light and, and green from all the pots potted plants that I have and the, the kids really enjoy that they love their classroom mm -hmm. they really do they you know they're always happy to come in the classroom and and that's not happening <laughs> yeah yeah I think about like the sort of ceremony that's going to be needed as people return to school to like close this to 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 like allow people to move into the next school year they'll need to be something that allows them to like close out this school year in a way that a lot of people didn't have a chance to they it was a very sudden in some ways very sudden and in some ways sort of anticipated decision to close the schools and I mean I know. think it was just to close the schools first and then everything else went clung, 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 clung. I, I, it's, I'm pretty sure and I know it has saved a lot of lives. And, sure. You know, it, it, it needed to be done. And, mm -hmm. and just, I don't know, you, you can click me out of here, but people think like, oh, you know, June. And, and I'm thinking that nothing is going to be back to normal for a long while because what we're trying to do here is flatten the curve. People say flatten the curve, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we can't do much until they have either a medicine, a drug that would help people not to die or a vaccine. Mm -hmm. And as long as we don't have that, we're all at, a, at risk. Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah. 
that's when I can say, oh, we're going to go back to sort of normal. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, people are like, some governments and my cousins in other countries, oh, yeah, they said that by June something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't put a date right. <laughs> until you get something that works against this. And right. so far, nothing. Well, staying home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. I think that that is in some ways also really wise to not try to anticipate what what's going to happen when you know like if you put these time frames on things that are kind of arbitrary hopeful and potentially based in you know maybe information that's accurate um but things do change so quickly and it's all very much based on like what happens next and then what happens after that and then maybe after that and then we'll kind of be able to tell. <laughs> and so it's so many steps ahead. I think that you're right to say like, oh, by this date, things will be back to normal is a little bit. Um, I watch for like, I take one day at a time. Yes, yes, I do. Right now I am. But yeah. then I'm, it, you know, I, I'm trying to avoid reading news, but I do read the news sometimes. Mm -hmm. But be, I know that they're working like crazy. And they're putting a lot of money on finding some sort of vaccine or cure or whatever. Mm. And, and maybe it'll be sooner than later. But that's something that unless I hear that something great has come out of all these people working very hard to find a vaccine or a cure, mm. um, I'm not going to put my money on anything. <laughs> like, yeah. I, as the right expression, I'm not going to just figure like, I wouldn't be surprised if like we're like past the summer like this, but I feel bad the economy. I feel bad for the people, the restaurants, the other workers that have lost their jobs. And, uh, you know, I have family members that were laid off and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's quite hard, but, but then I don't know, just waiting for things to get better, I guess. There, you know, there are some people who believe that, our economic structure as it was and our societal structure as it was aren't sustainable. They've, you know, they've gotten too, like too unwieldy and, you know, our lives are too much driven by these giant systems that the only way to like shift things into something more sustainable and healthy for the people that are a part of that system is for those systems to fall apart the universal health care what That's was that universal health care mm. to come out of all this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is interesting to think about like what are the things that have been sort of on the brink of you know uh, like these big big issues that like have just been stuck in limbo for a long time and now all of a sudden like yeah universal healthcare is one of those um yeah I think a lot about like our relationship with work and how much time people spend working and now that everyone is uh, most many people are working from home and on computers all the time I wonder if that will change too because I that's wondered, just I wondered that but also like yeah. and I have to tell you, yes, I'm a teacher, I'm a teacher, I love it, this is my life, I've had it my whole life, my past. Would I change? Would I like sign off everything and just go and plant? <laughs> go and plant trees, Sandra. You might not change everything, but you might reevaluate like what's realistic to expect of families that their children be on computers for seven hours a day listening to you lecture or that their children are on computers for an hour a day and the rest of the day they're participating in like structured projects that, that you develop in collaboration with the families. I mean, I think those are the ideas, but like one of those sounds a lot more sustainable than the other. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm yeah. excited. I mean, for me, I feel a lot of excitement hoping that, you know, there's definitely this transitional phase that probably is going to take some time. And I hope that, 
you know, especially here in Vermont, just because things are such a smaller scale, that our schools are able to get into this space of innovation fast enough so that people feel like invigorated by how they're able to provide education and families feel supported and seen like in the struggles that they're experiencing too. And I don't know if that will happen, but that's my, that's where like, I like, there's a piece of me that's so excited for like, let's get there because that's going to be an incredible place. Like there are so many creative people in education. Well, even the story of Reggio Emilia in, you know, the Louis, um, Marasati, I forgot his last name. Oh my God! Well, the the founder of um the the oh Montessori, yeah, uh, no, not Montessori. Uh, no. What, Louis, uh, well, he this guy, Italy was completely destroyed after the Second World War, mm-hmm. and this guy, you know, he was a teacher and everything, and he said, well, we need to rebuild our community and what best to build the school and and he began the whole thing the whole movement because of how destroyed you know their country was and their their communities and stuff so out of things like this yes change comes and mm-hmm. hope it is for the better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well <clears throat> um how about that maybe is a good place to stop i guess <laughs> I just want to say thank you for being willing to come on and talk so much about your experiences. And I know it's hard. Like I can see that it's hard watching you and especially knowing that you're still trying to figure a lot out and it hasn't been all that long since all of these things have happened. So thank you so much.